The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. What I'm going to show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio, and I'm your host, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. Well, check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com. Questions, comments, disagreements, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. Let's talk about the R word. What is the R word? Recession. That's what everyone's talking about. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. I'm not. Well, now I am. So I'm joining in the crowd, I guess. That is what is on the financial news's topic list is, are we in a recession? Have we been in a recession? How long would the recession last? Everything these days, and maybe it's always been this way, and it just agitates me more. I don't know. But it seems that uh, everything gets talked to death these days. It doesn't really matter what the situation is, what is going on with um, the scenario. They just talk it and talk it and talk it to death. Until we just get tired of hearing about it, and then we want to move on to something else, and then they do, and we forget about whatever it is that they beat into the ground. The United States has experienced 19 recessions throughout history. 14 have happened in the last 100 years. A few of the most memorable are the Great Depression in 1929. Uh, the recession caused by the dot-com bubble bursting in 2001. That was a recession? I guess it meant... I don't You had the dot-com thing, and then you had to September 11th, and I guess there was an economic slowdown. Yeah, that's one of those things. You know, it's been so long ago, you can't remember. Uh, many of us remember 2008 very well. While they last in the various lengths, recessions, on average, just under a year is all they last. It's hard to predict, and everyone everyone wants to tell you they have a prediction that it's coming, the end is near. Rising interest rates, high inflation, negative yield curve can all be signs of a recession that a recession may be around the quarter, corner, excuse me, according to Kiplinger Personal Finance Magazine. Can you spot a recession before it's here? Yes. Are we in a recession? Is it a mini recession? Is this a small recession? Is this a huge recession? What is a recession? I think it's just GDP pulling back some. 
And the worse the pullback, the worse the recession. What if, I have, for instance here, what if just for a couple quarters, GDP pulls back and then it gets back to growing again? Was that really a recession? I guess technically. Here are some things to prepare for a recession. And that some people would argue with this one with inflation, but make sure you have your little basic financial steps in order. You want to have enough cash for rainy days. You want to make sure if anything goes bad with your employment, your short-term assets are there. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make where it becomes um, a, a financial dire circumstance or not is all depending on you. But having cash reserves, appropriate cash reserves based on you, is one of the biggest things you can do to prepare for the times ahead. What is the appropriate amount of rainy day fund? Well, I think that's going to be dependable, dependent upon your situation. Uh, you need a couple months worth of, of income and expenses, maybe. Whether you need three to six months, eight months, nine months, a year's worth. It all depends on your situation. We won't get into that. That's another financial planning topic altogether. But I did want to spend some time talking about just the fear that it has to that it creates in the investors world when the financial media talks about uh, the the forecast that they tell us all is just looming now we very well may be in a recession that lasts six months a year or whatever what did it, what did it say in the the magazine article I just read there's been 19 recessions and uh, 14 have happened in the last 100 years. The average time of a recession is just under a year. Uh, if we're already in this one, maybe we're already halfway done with it. Or maybe we're all the way done with it. That's the thing. But with most financial planning things, it and it's hard to do this with everything in your life, and it's especially hard to do this with with personal finance you gotta somewhat keep some blinders on you gotta and it's this is tough tough for a lot of people out there and no one is perfect at it some are better than others but blinders meaning you have to focus on controlling what you can control and that's it you can control your spending to some degree you can control your income now, if you're in, where you just get a salary and there's no overtime, or you're not self-employed, you know, you're kind of limited. Or if you're a little older, maybe you're on just a fixed income in that scenario. But certainly, we all have a certain degree of control over our spending. Get that stuff in order. We have a control over where we are saving our money. Are we saving it in cash? Are we saving it in investments? Are we? Are we paying down debt? If you want to give me a, a tricky like to that, that to savings, which is not. Are you paying down debt? That is a that is something you control. Things like inflation and interest rates and political issues and economic issues. Really out of our control. Now we can go cast votes and all those things. I'm not making a case that you shouldn't do those things. But 
People spend way too much time worrying about things they cannot control instead of the things they can control. If they would, and is it a thing to do with laziness? Or is it just easier to worry about something or someone else other than the things that you can directly impact? So whether or not a recession is here, whether or not it's about to come, get your financial house in order. You should have already had it in order previously. Get the basics out of the way. Have a general budget, if not just a hardcore budget. Emergency fund, the right types and amounts of insurance. Be saving and investing in the right places. Make sure your estate plan, your wills, your powers of attorney, trusts, if that's applicable, are up to date and in force. Make sure you have the right advice on tax planning. These Make sure you're not wasting money on the investment products that you own. Make sure you're not wasting money and paying too much for financial advice. Do not confuse that with you don't need financial advice. You just don't need a high-cost financial sales hack giving you financial advice. That's why I tell you every show, work with an independent fee-only certified financial planner. Whether the recession lasts a day, a month, six months, or a year, you're prepared. You're not as worried. You have everything in order. You've controlled everything you can control. And you're going to forget about the rest. Easier said than done in some instances. Later in the show, we'll talk taxes with Kevin Sizemore CPA, Tother Helen Welch. THW CPA has been in business over 50 years in Tennessee. We have an office right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. THWCPA.com. Right now, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to jump in with a question, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, one of the only independent commission-free certified financial planners in. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners. If you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Okay, folks, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If you were my client or a loved one, I would never let you get your wills done online. This is truly a case of where you only get what you pay for, and those you leave behind will be the ones to pay the price. Go see estate planning attorney John Baker today by calling 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Again, that's 896-5621 or bakercouncil.com. Get the expert estate planning advice you need today. Did you know that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages? This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848 848- 
1072 or online at thwcpa.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qual, certified financial planner. In the house is Kevin Sizemore, Kevin Sizemore CPA with Tothero Hill and Welch. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, one of the articles on my list for discussion is audit risk, 10 audit red flags. But we have some updates regarding, I guess, a tax proposal, right? This is what Schumer and Manchin have theoretically agreed to. They've come to terms, apparently. <laughs> well, does that mean that anything's going to pass, or is this just a fancy news story? Well, I don't. I think they're trying to get it passed before the midterm elections. I don't know if it'll pass. Uh, I think it's got a better chance than it did with Manchin on board. So, so what's that. some of the details you're pulling up there on the interwebs? Uh, so one thing is. Uh, There'll be a tax, I believe it's a 15% on corporations making a billion dollars. So that's a, a Didn't lot they try of that already? <laughs> Do what? Didn't they try that already? Yeah, I think it's been tried before. The other thing is the corporate tax rate. So before Trump, it was the, the rate was basically, let's just say 35% for lack of getting too into it that dropped under Trump to 21% in the, the 17 tax cuts. This one is, this tax bill is trying to raise it back up to 28%, uh, which has gotten some pushback, I think, from both sides of the aisle to raise it 7% there from 21 to 28. So I look for that, if it passes, so, to be somewhere in the middle at 24 25%. And that's on the corporate tax rate. It would be a flat rate instead of a graduated, like uh, the individual income tax. It's called also a climate change bill, right? Yes. I don't know what they're doing with the climate. <laughs> no, it's the tax and climate change bill. But the one thing they're, the Democrats basically are saying is no one that makes under $400,000 will be taxed additional monies. So basically for the everyday person, there's not going to be any changes. Now, we all know that, you know, it will, the tax rates usually from big corporations get pushed down to the the uh, the people that buy their products. So, yeah, it, it, it could, I, you know, I'm not an economist, so, but this could backfire on them i think uh, a little bit uh, it could raise prices in an already inflationary time so uh i don't i don't know if this will pass you know it, it i think it's got a 50 50 shot of getting through get a four thousand dollar tax credit for lower and middle income buyers that they they purchase in a a used electric vehicle and up to 7500 if you purchase a new electric vehicle yeah, that it depends on the Was type of vehicle. Was there a tax credit before on electric cars? Yeah, it had to be new, and it had to be a brand-new vehicle, and the tax credit was different based on a couple of different items. On, uh, surely they can make that simpler. But it, that that sounds good, getting a credit for buying a used vehicle. You know, that's good. Plan has $60 billion of incentives to bring clean energy manufacturing into the United States. 
including production tax credits to accelerate U.S. manufacturing of solar panel, panels, wind turbines, batteries. The plan also includes investment tax credits to build clean technology manufacturing plants that make electric vehicles. I'm sensing a trend. Drug prices. The bill would direct the government to negotiate with drug makers for lower prices. This just sounds like... Why is the government negotiating drug prices? Uh, the plan would also extend to 2025 an expansion in Affordable Care Act premium subsidies that currently set to expire at year end. This will lower prices for millions of Americans, according to a summary of the deal. People are still getting subsidies? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're getting their... So no more subsidies days. after this year? Yeah, that that goes away. I think it's set to sunset this year. So they they don't have to do anything, but I feel like basically I, I feel no like I'm subsidy. missing something. So we're going to raise the corporate taxes. We're going to get rid of some carried interest tax loophole for private equity and hedge fund guys. Give a, ta- a car a credit for buying an electric car, and we're going to basically to do some smoke and mirrors to lower drug prices and oh by the way we're going to keep paying people to be citizens of america and giving them free health insurance <laughs> what that, did this you, you summed it up <laughs> what is this going to do for anyone i don't it, it's a pet piece of legislation that they said they passed that's well, that, is that. it even going up for voters this kind of deal i don't know i think it's set to uh be on the you know in the house here shortly, maybe this fall. Kevin Sizemore, Tothero, Hell and Welch, 50 years in business in Tennessee, THWCPA.com. Since the last time you were on the show, you were kind of wrapping up um, tax season. And what's transpired over the summer as far as uh, any tax challenges you face with your clients? Anything unique that has came up that that, uh, that off the top of your head, or has it just been... Hey, this, people are needing tax planning. That's what we do. We do bookkeeping. We do payroll, and everything's just moving along. It, it, one thing that continues to come up, and I, I, you know, it's not going to affect most of your listeners here, but I get a lot of ten thirty one questions in the last few months. Um, they want to sell out, not pay the taxes. That's right, and they're <laughs> and so you know they're selling, deferring the gain, the taxable gain. Uh, and what you do there is you defer it into another property, uh, and you don't pay the tax now. It's basically you're reducing your basis in that property, the next property that you buy. And then when you sell it, then all the tax comes due. At that if you point. do another one. Yeah, you can keep on rolling it forever. So you get the stepped-up basis when you die. That's right. <laughs> it's ta- it, there's tax planning in there. So and, and there's some other things associated with that that have been... Uh, I, you know, I've run into this year that they've been interesting to say, I don't say challenging, but interesting. It sounds like today would be a less likely scenario to do a 1031 because if, yeah, you're selling out and getting a good price for what you're selling, but you also got to find something to buy, which you're buying at a, the highest price probably ever. That's right. <laughs> so I'd be paying the tax man and going about my business. So, well, a lot of people do what their plan is to do what you mentioned there is to defer that gain into the new property and if they sell it defer it again into another property and just keep on moving up the chain there with their their deferral and then pass it on the heirs basically get the uh, step up basis 
What would you advise? What if you were selling rental today? Would you just pay the tax? If you didn't have it, if you didn't have a plan, uh, going into the first sale, the original sale, because you could literally take a bath on this next one. Yes, if the market were to go it, down. If the market were to go down, you'd take a bath if you sold. So, I I advise people not to pay the tax until you have to. So, if you've got property or you've got a plan set up where you can 1031 that, yeah, I'm all for doing the 1031, holding your tax money and letting it use. So, 1031 exchange is trading one, selling one rental property, buying another one, deferring the tax. Uh, there's, a, I guess, a lot of record-keeping and accounting stuff that goes into doing that, right? That's right. That's right. And the one thing people go into this not knowing on the front end is that you can't touch that money. So when you sell that first property, that money has to be kept with an intermediary. So in, until you either purchase the new property or you cash out. and if you cash Like an out, escrow type thing. That's right. That's right. It's it basically an escrow. They hold your money, and you can't touch it. And how does that – is that tracked? Is it just a good faith type thing, or is it all part of the transaction when you sell one? When you, you sell – got to have the new one ready to go? or No, so you've got 45 days to name your property from the original sale date, and then you have 180 days from the original sale date to close on the new property. It, there, and there's basically two things that'll kill a 1031 exchange. The the number of days, the 180 days, basically half a year, or you file a tax return for that year. So if you file a tax return and you haven't completed your 1031 exchange, it's over. <laughs> you, you owe the tax on that sale. Another thing having to do with real estate and taxes is personal residence. Some people, or I guess more people than ever, selling their personal residence and possibly getting into the capital gains tax on the amount of gain uh, yeah th this is interesting so so how does that you know it, do you if let's say you're really close to crossing the threshold where you would pay some capital gains tax on the sale of your personal residence but you're you're not quite there just as far as the record keeping what do you do in that so you just keep all the information you have on your basis and you get audited you just kind of prove it or do you have to document the sale like you would say a stock or a bond yeah you, you so this is inter this is an interesting topic and it it's really never came up until the last couple of years until these real estate prices that you know just jumped through the roof so first of all let's just use married filing joint um, the exemption for the sale of a residence is if you have less than a $500,000 gain, it's tax exempt. That means that, that money's tax-free money, basically. So the last few years, you, we've had people that have sold their personal residence, and they, you know, they've had over a half a million dollar gain on the sale of the residence. That means... They bought it for one price, and it went up in value so much that they sold it for more than half a million dollars more uh, later on down the road. So there's other things that you can do to add to the basis, the original purchase price. Those items would be uh, items that have not been deducted on your tax return. Okay, so landscaping would might be one any improvements to the property you know additions to the property but that record keeping is it just something you keep just for 
yeah. their own purposes, or do you have to like report these items on the sale on the tax return? No, well, you would report them as additional cost of of the. Uh, it would have no taxes owed. Is this only if the taxes? Uh, only if tax is owed to reduce that tax. And so you try to add those up and get that basis up as high as you can to to alleviate any tax liability. You and you guys have. can help with the basis calculation. Because if you've owned a house for more than five years, it's kind of hard to go back and, and oh, make yeah. sure you haven't missed anything. Oh, the, the yeah, you know, people own a house 10, 20 years, and then they sell it. And they're now they owe tax on the sale of their house. And that's really not been a thing, you know. Um, it has. It's always been out there. But people just didn't realize those gains that they have in the last couple of years. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm Jason Qualls with Kevin Sizemore, CPA. We'll continue to talk taxes right after this short break. Do you have a financial plan? I'm not talking about a worthless binder full of pretty charts and graphs. Are you certain you're on track to reach all your financial goals? A comprehensive financial plan is about so much more than just your IRA and mutual funds. It involves risk management, tax planning, professional investment management, retirement and estate planning. Make sure your entire financial life is in order by calling me, Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner at 878-2134 or go to my website, jasonquallscfp.com. Buying a house is stressful. And so is shopping for a mortgage. Take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance. Not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal. Trust me on this. Call my friend Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Great team, great process, and the best rates. Marshall Sparkman with Franklin Synergy Bank at 615-439-0885. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. No books to sell, certainly not pushing any high-cost financial products. We'll leave that to the other guys. Still in the house is Kevin Sizemore, CPA of Tullerow, Hell and Welch, THWCPA.com. Red flags that will cause an IRS audit. Can they actually audit these days? Do they even have the manpower to come out and audit you? They can audit you. <laughs> is it done by Zoom? Yeah, it's they come out. Now, a lot of a lot of times they do what they call desk reviews, and that's really, and they call them examination. So if you get a letter that says you're getting an examination, that's an audit. Uh, examination and get it to your your tax professional as soon as you can. Um, How many audits have you experienced in your CPA career? Um. I've been doing this 23 years now, uh, probably 15 to 20 that I've handled myself. Uh, None of them have turned out, you know, real bad at all. Uh, A lot of times, you know what they're looking for. You give them them something on the front end, and, uh, you know, a lot of times that's what they're looking for, and are they just trying to, to figure out whatever the red flag is and go about their business they're not really trying to get you in trouble you know? right they're just people and most of the time they're just trying to do their job and go home that i mean they're just doing their job that's what they're hired to do and 
And a lot of times they understand the tax law. So you're not going to overtalk them or outsmart them or anything. But a lot of them are reasonable. So it, it, it's not a, it's nothing to get excited about unless you, you know, you're just blatantly lying on your tax return. Uh, doing some shady stuff. Yeah, doing shady stuff. And, and if you're doing that, then, you know, uh, it's hard to help you at that point, you know, because they're going to find it. But the, the key to it is documentation. And the normal person, you know, that works somewhere and has got a W-2 and maybe has a rental property or something like that, they're not going to, most likely, they're not going to see an audit. It's usually someone, and unfortunately, it's usually small business owners, and small business is relative. I mean, you know, that there's a wide range of definition there. Uh, that large amounts of deductions is, is a big red flag. That's right. And, and would it be even a charitable thing on your personal income tax yeah. return, or just or just taking a large write off in a business expense? Yeah, large or a big change from one year to the next in some expense, like an. What if your income goes down, or, the, or does that they see that as a red flag? Uh, if revenue dropped, it could be a red flag. But I mean, that is something that. You know, if it's truthful, it's easy to explain away. So, uh, you know, red flags, are charitable contributions, uh, you had large charitable contributions and you fall outside of the range of their percentages, that's a red flag. So if you you, you make $100,000 a year and you're giving away sixty, yeah, that doesn't seem reasonable. So they're going to look at it. Kevin Sizemore, CPA, Teller O'Hell and Welch. Got about a minute left. Tell the listeners once again all about THWCPA.com. Earlier you said we've been in business 50 years. We're going on 60 years (laughs) next year. So we're we're getting another decade under our belt. Uh, We've got offices in Murfreesboro and McMinnville. Uh, We have about 18 people that work for us right now. Um, So we're a small firm. We deal with a lot of small companies. Uh, anywhere from government contractors, uh, developers, restaurants, retail, contractors. We pretty much do it all. We do uh, some, but we do bookkeeping services for people. We also do payroll for people that don't want to do that, and we keep up with all that and make sure all the quarterly and annual filings are completed. Uh, so we do, a, and we do a lot of tax returns during tax season. That's pretty much it. So the website, THWCPA.com. There's also a phone number for the old school folks just want to give you a call. The tax planning, this is the time of year to be thinking about tax planning, right? It is definitely time. It is 848-1072 is the local number right here in Murfreesboro. Kevin, I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Uh, this is Financial Coaching Radio. Jump on to financialcoachingradio.com. Listen to the show anytime, anywhere. Click archives. We're going to take our last break. I'll be back with you right after this. much are your investments costing you each year? Most people don't have a clue. Why is this extremely important? Because overpaying by just 1% a year in fees and expenses can reduce your account balance at retirement by 28%. You heard me right. 28% less at retirement. I'm commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. I don't sell financial products. I don't accept commissions or kickbacks from investment companies. Give me a call today for a free unbiased investment review at 878-2134 or visit my website, Jason Qualls, CFP. 
Com. A recent undercover study found that over 89% of paid tax preparers made mistakes. You heard me right, over 89%. Is your tax person making mistakes? Tax mistakes cost you money and may even lead to an IRS audit. I recommend you get a second opinion on your tax return today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. Tothero Helen Welch has been providing tax services to individuals and businesses for over 50 years. So call them today at 848-1072 or go to thwcpa.com. Welcome back to the show. Let's talk about the market a little bit more and touch on investing. What to be concerned about? Well, market's going to go up, market's going to go down, out of our control. We talked about control in the first segment. What can you do? Well, the thing not to do is to try to figure out when the next high, when the next low is going to be and become a trader, become someone who's trying to market time. Those things are near impossible to do unless you are breaking the law. But what you can do is own low-cost investments, investments that are diversified based on what you're trying to achieve. Yes, there will be highs and there will be good runs of appreciation and there will be some volatility when things are going not your way but this if we're talking about retirement money is long-term money even if you're in retirement it's still long-term money you're not going to spend it all tomorrow and that's why it's important to keep a perspective i'm jason qualls certified financial planner jason qualls cfp.com for all about me i'm going to get out of here for today i appreciate you listening today every day and online Again, financialcoachingradio.com is a place to listen anywhere, anytime. I'll see you then. Keep it locked in right here on WGNS.